and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 236 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate first watch, rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. <laughs> and our special guests today are the cicadas. I'm back again <laughs> on no request. The bugs are back in town. <laughs> uh, today we are going over SG Atlantis. Yes. Season three, yep. episode two. Yes. Miss Begotten. Miss Begotten. What a cool word, Miss Begotten, aka. I don't have an my AKA. AKA. The only we'll come up with a better one is record, but my uh-huh. favorite AKA was the German translation of the episode is a bad plan, oh, which that's feels a good appropriate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, I think I had an AK. Nope. Nope. At some point, I was gonna use the the "Am I a joke to you?" meme <laughs> because that's kind of what Michael is. Yeah. Kind um. Of. So before we hit the ground running. Yeah. So uh, let me share a story with you guys. Once upon a time. Once upon a time, which was last week. Yes. Uh, bartender Nick and I had a staycation because in this world. Who the fuck goes on vacation? Certainly not us. Um, so we had a nice vacation. And we went on an amazing kayaking trip. Kayaking is something that we absolutely love to do and we don't get to do very often. So we went... On I will a- let you till you're done. I don't want you to freak out. It's okay. not anywhere near you. I can just see it in the tree. Does it have eight legs? No, it has no legs. Oh, Okay. But it's in the little oh, tree. Yeah, no, that I'm fine with. Okay, good. Yeah, there's a snake. There's a snake in there's my boot. There's a snake in my boot. It's a tiny one, guys. It's a tiny little but gardener is, snake. Yeah, this is appropriate for the story. This yeah. is just a reminder of where we live. It's I a, looked up and there's a snake in one of my little trees. Yeah, but he's a cute little garden snake. He's yeah, fine. he's a baby. Um. Anyway, we went kayaking and it was great and it was beautiful and we saw dolphins and we saw manatees and we saw all sorts of birds and we saw a sunset and we saw bioluminescent jellyfish and it was so great however and then and then (laughs) in the time it took for us to get the kayaks on the shore and get to our cars i was swarmed by mosquitoes and I think I've mentioned before. I feel like before, that's a spell. Isn't that a spell? I believe it's a druid spell. It is a druid spell. Um, I, I think I've mentioned on this podcast before. My body does not like mosquito venom. No, <laughs> um, it is its favorite enemy. <laughs> it is. It is my body's favorite enemy, and I am not allergic to many things at all, except mosquitoes and bug bites. Yeah, which is super helpful when you're an outdoorsy kid. Now, I will not say, it just, I do not get allergic to the point where it interferes with my bleeding, or my breathing, or bleeding. Uh, there is no point that I was, like, needing to go seek medical attention. It is none of that. Do not worry. I just get the largest welts and feel like I have to tear my skin off. It looks like hives. It looks like hives. Yeah. And I will say, I, I have long pants on today, so you can't, so Grace can't see them, but I probably 
I didn't just get a dozen. I got somewhere between like 30 and 50. I yeah. couldn't easily count them. Our Nixie was drunk on Benadryl, guys. For about two and a half, three days, including Saturday morning, I was high on Benadryl. Let me share my favorite part of the story, okay? <laughs> Is I get this text the morning of and I'm like I don't think I could make it I'm not doing okay yeah. I can't I can't get the notes done but what if we do a tangent cast and as we've established <laughs> I live in the wilderness and I said the last thing you need right now is to sit on my porch for two hours I don't want to kill you <laughs> first of all I don't even know I what think that it was the Benadryl talking. Would sound like. He would just sound like the be- the. Be- I think the Benadryl would just have the, its own it, show. It would have been a. It would have been a podcast with Grace and Benadryl. Yeah. <laughs> the Benadryl and Grace show. Uh huh. Because I was asleep for a long time. Because it's the only thing that I can do to not scratch my skin off yeah. when that happens. But we're bad. And, uh, you know, if nothing else, because none of us are native to Florida, we've learned that Florida's made us hardy. Well, here's the thing. I've always been very reactive to mosquitoes. Uh But I come from an area where the mosquitoes are the size of hummingbirds. (laughs) So you can see them coming. Yeah, you can take them out. And there's slightly fewer of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, they are tiny, like noceums. Yeah. And just swarm Strength you. in numbers. It's strength in numbers. It's like the ants. Um, yeah. I actually... I actually just stopped itching some of them. Yeah. Yeah. We learned that the way Nixie is allergic to ant, uh, to mosquitoes, I'm allergic to ant bites. Yeah. Um, which I thought was bad until we witnessed <laughs> poor husband bartender Nick. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, on a day we tried to go see a rocket launch. That was scary. Which, let's just say, A, don't ever take me to see a rocket launch. The rocket will not go off. I'm bad luck. And I've convinced I will never see a rocket take off in person in my lifetime. Uh, Yeah, let's just say we find out the hard way that bartender Nick is very allergic to fire ants. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. He's uh, fine. Thankfully, Grace has Benadryls and things all the time in our pockets. Again. Yeah. No, did not have to seek medical assistance. We are medical assistance. Maybe came close to it, though. Yeah. Um, anyway, we live in a crazy area of the world, um, where the animals want their land back, and they, <laughs> here, I'll, and they I'll say this, fight you for it. I'll say this, there's a reason Florida man exists in Florida, yeah. it takes a certain amount of person to, to survive here, and I say this with respect, this isn't said with disdain. No, I mean, I would like to not be that person who, yeah, survive, like, yeah, yeah, the longer you stay, the more you become Florida man. No. If we're going to become Florida, I think we have to just embrace our inner Florida man. No. And and it doesn't mean you have to do things that are illegal or drug related. <laughs> I just mean in the sense of there's a certain amount of toughness that you build. I have, I have different toughness. <laughs> Florida man wrestles gator out of pool. In I want to be that head, one. The immigrant song is still screaming like a Valkyrie <laughs> riding through the ice night in my head. I, I will say that um, moving to Florida, I learned before I let the dogs out to pee in the morning to check the pool. Yeah. Check the pool for gators. Yeah. Um, I've learned that. An armadillo can punch a hole in a fence. Yes, they can. Uh, I've learned that 
you can um, go into anaphylactic shock over ampites. Yes, you can. Um, also, uh, geckos and oh, yeah. those weird... those th- It's like the other type of cockroach will be anywhere and everywhere it oh, seems fit palmetto to be. Bugs? Like yeah. the palmetto bugs and geckos I was, will be it's anywhere. It's funny because I said geckos don't believe in your house versus their house. No, they don't. <laughs> Florida uh, is the gecko's house. Yeah, the, yeah, gecko's like, I lived here first. Get out. <laughs> anyway. So before we get into other pop culture things, oh, yes. I wanted to share something that has uh, been percolating around Instagram, which some of you oh, yes. who oh, may, my God, may not yes. follow a certain uh, lead actor of Stargate Atlantis by the name of Joe Flanagan. Guys, if you're not watching Joe Flanagan... This is a good time to start. <laughs> I don't know. He's, I think, on day nine today of quarantine. So he is quarantining in Toronto uh, because he, as I found out, I've only gotten to watch a couple bits of it. Uh-huh. But as I found out, he is going to be on one Mr. Jason Momoa's show, C, which I Ooh. now have Apple TV, but I have not been able to watch it. Get it done. He is just entertaining himself while being in quarantine alone in a hotel room by just going on Instagram at 2 o'clock Eastern every day and just talking. (laughs) It's Um, endlessly entertaining. (laughs) Um, It's fun to see. He's like, he's got that sun-aged look now. Yeah. From just living on the beach forever. From just living in Malibu. Yeah, and he's just He's a million years old, but still as handsome as ever, of course. Listen, he... Someone asked him, you know, if you could could take over any roles in cinema, you know, what would they be? And his answers were both Han Solo and Indiana Jones. And I went, no, you are aging like a Harrison Ford. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely, yep. Yep, yep. I can I see just him. watch Witness. He can do Witness if all of he, he can just to. play all of Harrison Ford. Just, roles just be Harrison Ford, please. Somebody remake The Fugitive again. Quick. Um, <laughs> but he he told he's again. I listened to about twenty minutes or so on two different days. Is all I was able to because you know I was working and yeah. respecting the working. Yes. But he told stories such. about how he would love to go into space. And they were trying to... Atlantis ended up ending beforehand, but he was like, look, the greatest promotion you could do for the show, buy me a ticket on the Virgin Galactic, if it doesn't go up for a while, you know, saying that we're going to space... And then, apparently, with the Air Force, they were working on a deal to see if he could get into... I've just blanked. My, my Air Force jet mind has blanked, but... Get him on the plane to go right up to the edge of space I in mean, one of those jets. That would be so cool. But it didn't work out because the show ended before him. But you know, you know what? I still think they should do that. I feel like get get like a bunch of these. Um, like it's a new reality show. To <laughs> stars to the stars. Ready? And yes. you get like Patrick Stewart up there. And then you get, like, <laughs> Joe Flanagan. Um, hell, I wouldn't mind if you sent Joe Flanagan and RDA. You know, listen, I would watch that because this is what I did ask one question. Hmm. And he answered, and I asked, do you listen to any podcasts? And he did mention a podcast too. But then he was saying he's considered getting into podcasts. Would anyone listen? And we're like, 
Yes. Immediately. <laughs> and he's like, the problem is, is that I don't have, I, he wouldn't be able to focus it. He has all these interviews lined up, but, and everyone keeps telling him he has to be, have a focus. And I was like, no, you don't. no, just interview people. Yeah. And so he's like, everyone from like neurobiologists to, if he talked about Jason, they talk about fatherhood and everything. You know, they, um, one of the most popular pods out there right now is Dax Shepard's armchair expert. Yeah. Which started as this idea of, like, he thinks he knows everything, so yeah. he brings people on who actually knows things, and then he talks to other celebrities. And the conversations don't have to have one central theme no. all the way through. It's just people talking That's about really being people. Joe Flanagan, we totally listen to you on a podcast. Just, I'm sure Joe Flanagan listens to this podcast yeah. as well. Joe Flanagan, listen to our podcast. I did just love... I, I still love how close I keep him, wanting to call him John because it's John Shepard. <laughs> and I have to fix it. I okay. still I still love how close him and Jace Momoa are. Yeah, I, I love an idea of, of... I love a set where people don't hate each other. And we're... Which I'll get to. I'll get to a set that people don't hate each other. Second, remind me. Yeah. Um, I just love that they still, like Joe is like. I think I'm the one that got Jason back into surfing. Nice. And like Jason took him out to Hawaii and took him back to his his home and everything. And just he was also telling the story of how he took his kids. I don't know when this was. It was a couple years ago. Um, for a year, they went and they got a house in France. They lived in France. He got tutors for his kids. And then a couple times a month, they just took these trips to the Middle East, to wow. to out into Asia, down into Africa, to all these places that are not uh, are not sort of the classically safe, quote-unquote, yeah. areas. He's like, of course I didn't put my kids in danger. He goes... But I didn't want them to to think that there is this world is dangerous. He wanted, you know, his kids to be comfortable in this world and to see all this history that they wouldn't normally be able to see. Yeah, well, it's this idea of, like, knowing that there's things in the world that are dangerous, but not living in fear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant by dangerous. Yeah, like, yeah. Not everything in the world is not coming to get you. Yeah. Um, and then he was talking about how it, it may have worked too well as his son then took a motorcycle trip from north to south in Vietnam <laughs> on, with just his friends. Nice. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, you know, there's something to be said, and, and maybe some of it is privilege, and some people are allowed to have those freedoms. It, but there is something to be said about... Um, being able to approach the world, um, I wouldn't say fearless, but without letting fear be your guide. And, and I think that's when he says, like, I was able to do that with my sons. So he wanted, he's like, if I'm going to be working this hard to give them a I mean, there's your goddamn podcast right there. Exactly. Fucking Joe Flanagan. So anyways. Can you be my dad? Can you be my dad for a year and take me to random places all over the world? I mean, I would love that. So yeah, if you can find, uh, if you if you tune into his Instagram, man, it's uh, pretty awesome. And and even if you don't find the videos, you'll find not ambulances, but you will. <laughs> oh, did you hear that stormy imitation? Uh, <laughs> uh, you will find cute uh, puppy pictures. Oh, Newman. He talks about Newman. Nice. He talked about how he got a text apparently about how great his neighborhood was. He got a text that Newman got out 
but his neighbor that he didn't know like he knew the neighbor but like didn't know who it was originally texted him goes don't worry i have newman and i dropped him off with you know one of his friends best friends or son's best friends family you know newman is (laughs) newman is fucking adorable i mean it's a cute ass dog it is just a cute ass dog Sorry, I'm looking at the dog now. Uh, I meant to just go to Instagram to find his handle so that yeah. people can find him. It's easy to find. Joe Flanagan official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, my but God, this also dog. Also, his dog is amazing. Yeah. Just, just dog. Um, so, have you any had... Any other pop culture things? I was like, have you had time for any pop culture this week? I actually, I have. I've made time. I have learned. If anyone else is in school, I will give you this as a, a senior in my final stretch. <laughs> I will give you a piece of advice that I wasn't given, or maybe uh, let's let's rephrase. I was given and didn't listen to. Yeah. Is you have to step away. Yes, every once in a while. You have to step away in order to find and uh, to refill the well, so that you can continue writing the seven thousand pages of whatever you need to write or whatever you need to read. But you've got to give yourself a chance to step away. Because then you actually end up doing more in less time. So yeah. I've learned this very recently. Whereas I would sit there for four hours trying to write six pages. Mm-hmm. And, and I was dead. So they weren't coming out. And mm-hmm. I'd end up sitting there for eight hours and not writing six pages. Now I've learned to step away. Take a break. Go to bed. Do whatever I need to do. And then in the next morning, I can actually get those six pages done in an hour. Yeah. Um, and then just come back and, and, and edit. And Even edit, if you and edit. have to schedule an hour in of like baking watching tv yeah and 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 yeah and let me make it clear step away and do something fun yeah because i used to step away and go now i'm going to clean the house or now i'm going to be no 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 no. you've got to schedule in some time to just do something for you for a moment yeah whatever it is that that works for you that self-care bit super helpful super uh been really really nice yeah uh on that note I am catching up on Schitt's Creek. Yay! Oh my <laughs> um, god! I'm on. I think I'm on the last episode because oh. I just did the escape room episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have like you have I think two or three more. And and because I've been a little bit obsessing on Schitt's Creek, I like to do this thing where I'll just search some. I'll search something into Apple Podcasts and see what comes up. Guys, I really hope you heard that on the microphone. And if you did, I apologize. What happened? Is it a dog slobber? Oh, it's just a dog. Just like almost pornographically licking my hand. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's what Stormies do. <laughs> that's what Stormies do. Meanwhile, Drakey is laying like Burt Reynolds on a pile of trash. That sounds... Also, that's what Drakey does. <laughs> it's quite literally a pile of trash. Um, and Not like gross trash. Yeah, it's we, boxes. We, and- Amazon boxes. We let them play with our Amazon boxes, and so they've got like a little fort. I mean, that's um. what he said. Isn't that they, what they say with kids and stuff is that they get more amused by the box that yeah. came in yeah, than yeah, the yeah. present itself? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I searched Dan Levy's name because I thought I'd heard him on a podcast before and I couldn't remember where, but I found David Tennant's podcast. Yes. And I forgot that it existed. I was literally about to go Well, Dan Levy was just on the David yeah, Tennant podcast. Yeah, and so he was, so I started to listen to that. It sounds, I'll say this, it sounds delightful it wasn't what I was in the mood for, yeah. but it sounded very delightful. He, he's delightful. What I'm actually in the mood for and what I have been listening to is a Hollywood crime scene, oh. which is... is Okay, I haven't cackled in a while. 
And these women make me cackle. They are That's dark. Awesome. Yes. They are raunchy. Nice. To use their word, they're very horny. Everything's very horny. These are my type of people. Um, but uh, they are very California women. So okay. I will I will preface it that way. Uh, Jesse hates it, which is funny because he's about to marry one. <laughs> but there's a certain amount of like um, Hollywood-ishness. Yeah. They are in Hollywood. It's yeah, called yeah, Hollywood yeah. Crime Scene. Um, and they, you know, but I love it. And they and they do the... the they do like the old school, like the Hollywood Babylon murders type mm-hmm. stuff, or sometimes it's newer stuff or weird celebrity like rumors or like um, nice. just just the weird ass yeah. strange the shit. The weird underbelly. Yeah, and uh, and they're I just I just really like them both, um, and they make each other laugh, which is really fun to listen. I to. I don't know what it is to listen to a podcast where they're or just be on a podcast laugh. where there's two women who make each other laugh. They're, they're really they're just there to talk to each what's, other on the microphones. What's that about? I wouldn't know what that's like at all. No, no, and it's like for two women who only see each other the once a week when they record Seriously. a podcast. Everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. Stop looking at me. I'm in this picture and I don't like it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Hollywood Crime Scene's been my latest, my latest uh, thing. Uh, and it's fun because sometimes they get shit real wrong and they're like, don't at me. I don't care. <laughs> Which also, makes it even happier. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, I'm glad we're not the only ones. Those are, those are my ladies. I have like a whole list. Okay, tell me. Okay. All the things. Guys, First. we haven't been here. We've missed you as much as you've missed <laughs> us. So it's going to be a while before we get into the pod. Okay. If you're only here for the pod, give forward. it like 10 more minutes. You know, you know the drill. You yeah. know we don't get into this podcast for a while. You've been listening for a number of episodes. You know the drill. If this is somehow your first episode. Welcome. Welcome. I'm Grace. <laughs> and that's Nixie. Okay. This so will eventually be a Stargate podcast. Eventually. Okay. Someday. Okay. So the first thing, uh, I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it's actually, I, I don't think I've talked about it as much for how much I love it. Uh, guys, I really love the Dresden Files series of oh, books. Oh, yeah. You have been talking about that for a while. Uh, and it has been six years since a new book is released except for the summer. So one came out this summer, and it was like, you know, Avengers was a two-part endgame yeah. movie. It's kind of what happened to these books. You uh. had one that come out over the summer, and then one came out uh, about two weeks ago. Wowza. And... It was really good. Listen, the reason I love these books and what's funny and Grace is laughing because of the discussion that I've had with boyfriend, fiance, soon to be husband, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. They are not like the most well written of books. Interesting. <laughs> they are just so goddamn enjoyable to me. It's like, here's what I imagine. Is it like the V.C. Andrews of... I don't know V.C. Uh, okay. It's okay, like, it's here. like, it's like your guilty pleasure TV That's fantasy. V- Flowers in the Attic. I don't... Um, okay, guys. Sorry. Hang on. We, we're gonna, we're okay. gonna record scratch pause for what? a second here. Yeah. While I tell Nixie about V.C. Andrews. Okay. And some of you maybe, if you don't know. Yeah. V.C. Andrews to those of us who read V.C. Andrews when we were 13, 
was a weird awakening into our sexuality <laughs> in a very inappropriate way. I, I'm with you. Because V.C. Andrews wrote these gothic-ish horrors. Yeah. But they were all based in either the south or in the northeast kind of areas. Uh-huh. These rich families um, with... They were soap operas in book form, yeah, but creepier. Okay. So okay. it was like Flowers in the Attic is probably the most famous. Flowers in the Attic is these is these four siblings that are locked up in an attic, literally. Oh, that's normal. By their grandmother early in the book, their mom's like, "We're gonna go live with your grandmother," and then the grandmother locks them up in the in the attic. And spoilers, long story short, the grandmother's been poisoning them with arsenic and trying to kill them. Totes normal, guys. <laughs> On top of it, the two older siblings are going through puberty and end up falling in love with each other. Super not weird, not Super creepy. Totally Super totally all 13 year olds should read. Incestual, totally <laughs> appropriate. Don't don't ask why I'm so broken. Um, because that, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that couldn't possibly have anything to do with it. Uh, I've always liked the weird macabre, strange shit. Yeah. But anyway, that's, that's V.C. Andrews. Okay. <laughs> so when I say the V.C. Andrews of, I yeah. mean, like, this isn't good, yeah, like, but it's delicious. I'm, I'm going to compare it very much to something else I'll touch on. It's very supernatural-ish. Okay. In terms of, it's like, look, don't just ignore that weird plot hole over there. Okay. Just ignore that weird part of it. Just, like, latch on for the roller coaster. Got it, got and it. enjoy the scenery along the way. Gotcha. This isn't an Oscar-worthy performance. It is this is not purely an Oscar-worthy for, performance. For funsies, yeah. It is, they are my beach reads. Um, yeah. These are books 16 and 17, I think, in the series. And, like... Just giant. The entire second book is just basically one like all-out war, and all of these things from many books back have like come back into play, and, oh, nice. and the strings have been picked back up. And it was just to the point of I'm now going back in re-listening to some of the earlier books on audiobook from my okay. library app, and it's just I forget how j- fun I find the world. Which brings it. me to Supernatural Returns dun, this dun, week dun. in our final episodes. Uh, Is be- this the last of it? Yes. Wow. It was supposed to end this spring, but then the world lit on fire. Uh-huh. And I give everyone involved full credit. There was no consideration that they're just going to end the series early because it's the 15th and final season. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we would rather go on break and make you wait. Yeah, if you invest 15 years into something, you can't just oh wells it apart. Exactly. Fuck 2020. No. Yeah. So they have, they came back later and they finished the series to the way it should be finished. Nice. And these are the final run of episodes. And just like Dresden Files, again, if you like Supernatural in any way, shape, or form, you will also like Dresden Files. They're okay. very similar in tone. I'm, is, Harry Dresden's a lot like Constantine, right? He's very much like Constantine. I was going to okay. say, he's it's like Supernatural, but there's a lot more swearing and okay. a lot more sex involved. And not a lot more sex. I mean, I like I like a good raunchy there's book, not, like, there's not like <laughs> There's not like raunch all over, but... Yeah, there is a scene in the first book where him and his girlfriend are caught naked out in the streets. Well, that does seem like a Constantine move. Go- He's very Constantine-ish. Okay, uh, very a lot of very dry sarcasm nice. and wit. 
And if you're going to start the series, just get into... You have to get through to pass, like, books four and five before things take off. Okay. Um, I do know that um, you have one convert, domestic partner, boyfriend, fiancé, Jesse, has been listening to the audio. He has told me that. He actually has asked a few questions. Uh Um, It is also... He is good proof of if you... If you find the first book or two very boring and want to rage quit it, yeah, just start listening to the audiobooks. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, yeah, because James Marsters reads them; they're very good. Oh, I do like a James Marsters. He's he's good. Yeah. Um. And I, I actually find it really proud that I've converted him because he is a very tough cookie when it comes to his reading. He is okay. Let's uh, let's be clear. He is a tough cookie when it comes to his everything, anything media, particularly his reading. I know. I know. Um, it's, I call it the only child syndrome. It's like, I like the things that I like and the end. Grace has, <laughs> Grace has witnessed the where it tries to be a debate between me and him on Dresden Files. And I'm like, I, don't, no, no. I really don't care I don't if you don't like it. I'm just telling you I do. <laughs> He's a very stubborn man. This is a man who ate like pizza yeah. and hot dogs and sandwiches yeah. and now eats tamales for dinner exactly. and rice and beans because that's what I made <laughs> so. so the few other things I've been watching just premiered the other day this is yesterday from when we are recording this on Disney Plus if you have it The Right Stuff has Ooh. come back as a series again this is not based on the movie this is based on the original book that the movie was based it's on not, it's not based on the New Kids on the Block song no <laughs> I didn't even know it was New Kids on the Block song. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, I know that one. The right stuff. Okay, I didn't know the name of that one. Uh, <laughs> the casting for all of the astronauts, the main crew, is amazing, I think. Nice. Uh, like, the guy playing John Glenn is fantastic. It's, again, uh, we're two episodes in. They've only posted two episodes. I'm already in love with it. Of course. Already. I mean, I feel like you loved it before... It, I knew I loved you before <laughs> I met you. I don't think there's a big question. When it comes to anything involving NASA or that era of Spike Flight, <laughs> I have a very low bar. <laughs> it may not I'm exist. I'm just going to slap a NASA sticker onto anything <laughs> I much. want you to like and be like, look, Nixie. Pretty much. Here's the thing. It's a safe bet. <laughs> um... The We're just gonna like you know like how I wrap the dogs hot do- yeah. the dogs pills and hot dog. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna wrap things yep. in the little NASA logo. You know what? It'll work probably. Yeah. <laughs> the other Disney or the other um, Apple Plus series. Okay. Because we now have access to Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, Apple uh-huh. whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, is Mythic Quest? Oh, what's that? Oh. Grace, you are going to love this show so much. Is it like Expedition Unknown? Because I don't know if I've shared about that one, but I love it. It's not, and I don't know what that is, but I guarantee it's not. It is by Charlie Day, and it stars one of the other people from Always Sunny, and I don't know who it is. Okay. It is a... It also has Ashley Birch in it. Oh, nice. It is a show that is set at the game studio of an MMORP. Okay. Sort of the behind the scenes of the building of the next new release of this world, Raven's Banquet. Okay. And all the shenanigans and personalities that would be involved in a in a gaming studio. It's and also I do want to watch this. the actress who plays Poppy, who is um, oh, like Abed's the lead developer. Abed's in it too. Uh-huh. I just blanked on his actual name, but yeah. he's Abed. Is 
so good who plays Poppy. Interesting. It is such a delightful... We binged it in one day while I was high on Benadryl, but I still remember all of it. <laughs> um, oh, uh, the other... Okay, Danny Pudi is... Uh, Danny Pudi, thank you. Uh, the other character from Sunny is David Hornsby, and I think he plays uh, the priest. Um, and he plays one of like the tertiary characters. Oh, no, there's another one in, in there Sunny. who's like... The lead actor, I thought, was from Always Sunny. Oh, Rob Mack, yeah. 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 Matt. Rob McElhenney. Yes. Uh, it is just, it's a, such a delightful little series that is awesome. And I absolutely loved it. And then the other show we're watching, the last one I promise, uh, <laughs> is Vikings. Oh, gosh. I forget that that show's still on. It's actually just wrapping up. Okay. Um, I had seen up through mid-season six. Okay. Uh, or beginning of season six. Uh, Nick hadn't seen Nick had seen like the first season, but had it years ago, year year years yeah. ago. So we're actually going through and rewatching it because it's on Amazon, and so we are about halfway through season four on our rewatch. Nice. Um, yeah, I think I I'm where Nick was. I think I watched the first season a long time ago and then forgot. Yeah, it's it is bloody and violence and sex and just raw and. Yep. It's, it's Vikings. It's Vikings. Um, that you reminded me that I the other show that I've been watching because mm-hmm. you said Mythic Quest. Yeah. And I thought of Expedition Unknown, which is, I think it's like either a Discovery Channel show or a Nat Geo, something one like that. One of those that. two. It's one of those random channels, but it's this guy named Josh Gates who's an actual archaeologist, uh-huh. I think. Uh, but he's on. It's a reality show, and he goes to find these things that are basically like. Oh, here's this myth from, like, actual world yeah. myth things. We're going to go see if it exists. <laughs> That's awesome. And get ourselves into a lot of trouble doing it. Um, at some point, he actually found an old World War II bunker and was like, I'm going to go inside here. And then they were like, maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> or there was one where he's, uh, there's a river somewhere in Southeast Asia. I apologize for not knowing where. But at some point, the producer's like, is he not answering? (laughs) (laughs) There's something wrong. (laughs) And things were wrong. Um, But it's fun. It's fun. That's good. Okay. We also finished watching the season finale of The Boys. Oh, gosh. I still need to get into that. I just haven't been in the right mood. Uh, It's, uh... I will say it's dark, but it's one of those... There's still humor in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I I know I will watch it. I just haven't been in the space. Or just like laughing at the awkwardness of what's going on. Sure, I like it. Where are my doggos? Your doggos are over there. I see them. Okay. Thank you. Um, Guys, welcome to the part two. July 2006. Act two. (laughs) This episode of Stargate Atlantis was written by Joe and Paul, directed by Martin Wood. So, previously... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had done a bunch of fuckery. You remember how the Wraith were heading to Earth and all those escapades happened in the space between galaxies, Mm -hmm. but in the end, we needed air to breathe, so we turned all the Wraith into humans? All I need is the air that you breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Fernando. (laughs) That's where my head went. That was the same song, right? Sure, totally. It is now. I feel like it's the same era. That counts. It is the same era, and it has the same beats. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. that naturally goes there. That wasn't forced. Um, so we start on Earth. 
where Weir still is. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Taylor's checking in. They have no clue what went on last episode. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very interesting. Things are weird. Uh, they have not heard from any anyone on that trip. Uh-huh. And there is a hive ship on its way to Atlantis. Yeah. And Weir gives Taylor the order and they cloak the city. And Weirs tells Carson, who's in the fancy drone chair, that he's the only one besides Jack and John who have fired a drone successfully from those Poor chairs. Car- hey, Carson, get ready to kick some ass. <laughs> and Carson's like, you mean those two people I almost killed when I fired a drone from here? Cool, cool, cool. Great. This is great. I do love how um, Taylor's like, hey, what's up, SGC? Uh, we're going to go. Bye. Yeah, bye. Uh, and with the speed that this, this high shift is beelining it to Atlantis. Yeah. And odds are, with that speed, they won't be fooled again! (laughs) (laughs) We gonna kill it. Uh, by the cloak trick this time. Yeah. So the high ship arrives. It is very tense. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Turns out it's John. Thank God. But... Let the record show that Carson almost killed John twice from that chair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the people on the hive ship are out of food, out of water, and very tired, but mm-hmm. look at our shiny new toy. We did it! And credits. Da, da, da. So we see an orbit that Daedalus detached. It looks like they sort of did the clamp on ride like John did in yeah. 302. And I guess they fixed enough of the life support to be able to get it down yeah. to the planet. <laughs> we won't ask too many questions. Yeah. Uh, so John and Carson walk and talk through the corridors of the race ship, and John is, you know, glad Carson showed enough restraint not to kill them yeah. all. Gives him confidence for the next time. Carson's like, no, 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 no. There will there will be no next time. Yeah. I do love that he's like, I almost killed you, and John's like, good. That's, the, that's what you're supposed yeah. to do in that chair. Yeah. Meanwhile, the retrovirus worked and they have just under 200 newly human wraith. Yay? I mean, a bunch were killed in the battle, and a bunch killed each other as they were starting to turn. Yeah, but look, we all we stowed them away in the fridges. They're all yeah. in. It's, they're all it's in fine. fridges. This is fine. They just froze them in carbonite. Uh, so, we eventually we'll have to deal with them, but not now. <laughs> we don't want to talk about it. Just sweep them under the fridge. <laughs> Shove them in the back of the freezer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's back on Earth, Woolsey and Weir are talking in her little temp, you know, nondescript office there, and it's sort of a continuation of the theme from the last episode. The IOA questions yeah. and has doubts about pretty much anything Weir does, and won't ever make a call or make a decision because then they'd have to have made a decision on something, yep, or defend it or back their thoughts on something, or just you know be decent. And on Wolsey's part, he's like, look, I get the complicated moral complexities of the situation. Yeah. Which also could be the AKA complicated (laughs) moral complexities. complications. I like that. Complicated moral complications. Or complexities, I think Uh, it's the technical word. Yeah, complicated. Okay, I got it. So, and he also drops a truth moment here that... Like, the Iowa aren't wanting to make it... Si- Look, uh, the Pegasus Galaxy is really far away. Yeah. And the Iowa figured they would never have to take a stance on the Wraith, because the Wraith are really far away. Uh-huh. 
and and they were never supposed to be an issue for anyone outside of Atlantis. Basically, we were leaving this all on you, and now you've made it our problem. Uh-huh. You've made me look at it, now I have to deal with it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and also, I love the line that nothing renews your appreciation for the military like the threat of invasion from life-sucking Yay. aliens. On a beautiful night at Atlantis, Taylor goes and visits Michael. Mm-hmm. For all the help Michael has given, <laughs> which... Yes, he helped, but... <laughs> I mean, he kept them from dying. He did keep the... He did. He did. Again, this is a very complicated relationship yeah, now yeah, yeah. between Atlantis and Michael. Oh, yeah. You, it's not as simple as, oh, I trusted you, now let me go We're free. We're friends now. This is not a Disney movie. This is not a Disney movie. Um, he, he complains he's still entrusted, you know, here. He's still under guard. It's like he's in prison or something, and Taylor's like, yeah, yeah. You're still dangerous. Yeah. And since Michael wasn't welcomed by his own people, because they now see him as an outsider, mm -hmm. and he now sees himself as an outsider here. He's a man with other, no country. Like, he just wants a ship and wants to go out on his own. He just wants to fuck off. Yeah. Taylor doesn't mince words. He's like, with your knowledge, we can't release you. Yep. It is. It's like, if they had, like, the Men in Black memory wipe, then be like, yeah, bro, yeah. get out. Which, I mean, they kind of do. Mm, to some degree, but it doesn't see. But it's, like, temporary. Well, we don't know how good the MIB one is either. It's fair. It's very fair. Can I tell you, when I go on the Men in Black ride at Universal, yeah. I always close my eyes at the I end. mean, you never know. You never know. That's how they get you. I know. Uh, Michael's like, cool, 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 cool. Then just kill me now. Yeah. She goes, but there's another way. Take the retrovirus again. Hmm. Michael again goes, lady, this is not a disease you can cure. How many times are we gonna have this conversation? Like, and if my memory is I was born this way. Okay, <laughs> now I just imagine Lady Gaga in a Wraith costume, and that would be fucking fabulous. Oh, she would make the best Wraith queen. Yeah. The best Oh my queen. god, I need Lady Gaga to be a Wraith Queen. We need to just make the show again just to cast Lady Gaga as a Wraith Queen. As a Wraith Queen. queen. Lady Gaga Wraith Queen. That's my AK. Lady Gaga Wraith Queen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, he, Michael questions, like, if I take the retrovirus and I remember nothing, and if this consciousness then is suppressed, is it, how is that not death? Uh <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but I love that he's trying to have this weird ethics conversation in the jail cell with Taylor, and yeah. she's like, I'm not... We're past stop. that. Yeah. Stop talking to me. Taylor's like, look, there was a time, like, I was on your side, like, I'm not all for this, but, like, yeah. this is not the time or place to have that discussion. Yeah. Yeah, this is the am I a joke to you part of the com where he's like, what, I'm, I'm really just here for you to fuck with. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. You know, I... Taylor goes, you could live a very long, full life as a human. Carson's made progress with the treatments. They're more effective. Eventually, they might be permanent. Um, and Michael points out that if she actually believed that, those wraith wouldn't be in stasis. They'd be yeah. here reliving Atlantis's hospitality. He's, that's pretty appropriate. I mean, I'll also say... Listen. Both sides are super guilty in terms of this strange relationship. Because... 
for, I mean, first, Atlantis did this in the first place. Yep. But, like, if Michael hadn't gone and did the shit he did in the escaping and everything, there would be some grounds... Like, there could be a new start at trust. Well, yeah. The... the Atlantis fucked up. We did a thing that... We, we opened this can of worms. We did. 100%. We opened this can of worms. Michael showed his instincts yeah. are aimed at self-preservation and not at protecting Atlantis. Exactly. Valid reasons, but those are his intents. That's what, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, both yeah. sides are guilty. It's like, both sides have proven neither side can trust one yeah. another. And so, it now happens to be a time where Atlantis is in the more control. Yeah. This is shit. You've, you, yeah, there's no winning this. No. No. So back on Earth, Woolsey knocks on Weir's door. And honestly, to Weir's surprise, the IOA has decided that Weir should continue leading the Atlantis expedition. Yeah. At least temporarily. Yeah. Um, she chucks up to the IOA's mistrust of the U.S. military being more powerful than the fear of life-sucking aliens, which, <laughs> valid. Yeah. Valid. So this it's kind of like a temp approval. There has to be a detailed report written by Woolsey himself. On Atlantis. He's heading to Atlantis. Oh, boy. His first trip off world went not well. Yes. Definitely bugs that also try to eat people. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to make the second trip off world look better. Maybe. Uh, we're going to try. And I do like, since all the ships... Ships are hard to come by right now to get back to Earth. They basically asked for Asgard Uber. <laughs> yeah. To take them back to Atlantis. Woolsey's never been in Asgard, where it's like, oh, you're going to love him. Great sense of humor. Oh, and here's the thing. I think we missed the chance for a great scene where we do see a pompous Woolsey interact with a pompous Asgard. We didn't have the budget for that. Well, there's no room. There's not enough room for that amount of pomposity. No, no. On the screen. Like, imagine an Asgard, McKay, and Woolsey all in the same space at once. It's bad enough with McKay and... Uh, in Asgard. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So on the race ship, John checks in with McKay, speaking of McKay, to see how he's doing, with some strong sarcasm up front. Yeah. McKay's like, look, the ship, he's gotten it to respond to basic commands. Mm-hmm. Anything beyond that, the ship runs on a wraith neural interface, and they're fresh out of wraith. A wraithal face. It's a wraithal face. <laughs> a wraith ATA. <laughs> and McKay's progress in the manual override is, let's just say, not much. Yeah. So John wonders if Taylor's wraith gene can't help, can't might hurt. be of help or fly it. Yeah. Um, it could be. The predator right now is they are using a lot of power keeping all these people in deep freeze. Oh, right. You're powering the garage fridge and it's really costing a lot in the summer. Yeah. yeah. Um, you need to take all your humans <laughs> out of your garage <laughs> freezer. <laughs> We don't need that much bacon in the freezer. But do you? I mean, you do need bacon. <laughs> so meanwhile, Ronan is j- with joy. Yeah. Gets into Michael's room. <laughs> he wishes he came to execute Michael, but really just knocks him out. Yep. Um, for Curse to come in and deliver what well, we, retrovirus. We're not told it's a retrovirus. Yeah, yeah. 
So then we find ourselves on a planet. Mm-hmm. And a nice little, first of all, where the fuck did they get so many tents? Um, yes. Also, where the fuck did they get so many jumpsuits? I feel like they just went and bought a bunch of bulk um, uh, fabric. <laughs> And they were just like everybody on it. It was like the like the last episode of Gilmore Girls where everybody starts sewing shit together. They were just all quickly sewed a bunch of jumpsuits together. Yeah, it's like where did you get so many tents and jumpsuits? Yeah. So uh, it's in your starter pack for like wipe a planet's memory. It's like you order your white off of Amazon. Yeah. Wipe a planet starter pack. Uh huh. Tent with matching jumpsuits. Two jumpsuits, one tent. Yeah. Each set. Done. Order 50, you're good. So we have a whole bunch of really, really pale former Wraith. Yeah. Some with long white hair. Some of it good wigs. Some of it very, very bad wigs. Yeah, yeah. Some and of them didn't even get some wigs. Bald. Some Some were just like, you're fine. I have a hunch. The, if you look at the people who are bald and have hair, just the actors and their physicality, it seems to me like the drones, like the Wraith drones uh-huh. were bald. Okay. And like the wraith that we normally see, like the nice wraith who talk. The diplomats are the long diplomats hair. The diplomats are the ones that have long hair, and all the warriors were bald. And, and that feels appropriate uh, if you think back even to like our systems in yeah. like the 1500s oh, and yeah. the 1600s. Like, you know, the aristocracy had the big flowing mm-hmm. Louis the Fourteenth hair. Yeah. So Ronan is like, this is fucking weird. John's like, keep that shit to yourself. I mean, it is weird. Super weird. But also John's right. Keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. They're just dudes. We're just dudes in a t- It's dudes in a camp. Fine. <laughs> uh, and one comes up to John, Lathan, that is asking questions. Yeah. And I do like that Ronan has to, like, keep himself in check. He, like, checks himself. Uh-huh. And we get to hear what the story is. Basically, whatever planet they're from, there was a plague. Uh, They were able to save... The women are all immune. All of... Everyone from Atlantis is immune. And they they took all the men to quarantine them. Oh, good. I'm glad we've decided to start using the truth. Because lies have clearly not worked in the past. Yeah. And we've clearly learned our lesson. We're, we're talking about this series. Yep. Good job, us. Good good job. We're, we're jabbing. We're uh, jabbing good. And Carson doesn't know when they're going to be able to be released yet. So just stay here. Uh, it's all covered. You're fine. Yep. Inside the tent where Carson is, John is ready. He's like, we got to get GTFO. Yep. All this research that you're doing, Carson, is better done back in Atlantis. Mm-hmm. But Carson's like, I can't just leave these people here. Like, yes, he's taught some people how to administer the drugs. Um, it, but what he's doing here is more than just sticking needles in people's arms. He needs to make sure there's no signs of reversal. He's trying to, you know, again, use this as a research to try to make the retrovirus permanent. Because still it has to be given daily right now. Mm-hmm. And John's like... We chose this planet because there's literally no way off. There's no gates. There's no ships. Like, the ominous whatever happens we're covered is very off-putting. There's so many things here. (laughs) Put aside, even if you want to, the ethical 
conundrum yeah. of like, do we turn people, do we don't? Yeah. Put aside the fail safe we've created yeah. for this planet because that's that's a shitstorm too. Let's consider wouldn't it have been a great opportunity to use the truth and say you're Wraith. We were going to die. So yeah. we did the one thing we could to survive. Yeah. You may turn back to a race. Yeah. We would like to see if we could u- learn to use our survival instincts as a shared resource. Yeah. Because I think all of them could respect that in each other. And even if it was, even if it was like, hey, we did this for survival. Yeah. We are on this planet. You know what? Even the circumstances, give them all like our options are leave you here, yeah, or work with us. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's. I'm not saying it's gonna be easy, no, and or, or easier, but I think that we're making it harder by not telling the truth. Yeah. So, the the plan is definitely to just leave them here in human form. I will see, be right back. I'm going to give a, a drakey some water, but continue talking. Uh, they're just going to leave them on the planet, tell them how to self-administer the retrovirus, and wash their hands of it. Maybe come by and check every few months from orbit to, like, see if anyone's still there or if they've all killed yourself, but... And honestly, Ronan would probably almost prefer they revert back and just hunger games it out. Right. Because, you know, <laughs> Ronan just loves slaughter. Well, and mainly he just hates rape. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I just gave Drakey water and then I shut him in the house and now he's shoving his nose against like, the door. He's like, but why, Mama? You're Mama, outside. I want to be outside. So Carson points out right now they're human. Yep. And this is his responsibility. Yeah. All that's of these not wrong. He's like, I am a doctor. These are my patients. I am not leaving them. Mm-hmm. He has double responsibility for yep. them. Uh, he wants to stay here the week or so until the resupply mission. And John doesn't necessarily argue, but he's like, oh, I'm, good. I'm not going to leave you alone with them. Yeah. At least leaving security team with you. Yeah. So. Lathan then sort of slyly heads into one of the tents, and there is a meeting of the minds there. Mm-hmm. Turns out Lathan is very distrusting of this entire situation. Yep. And in a, in a seeming reversal, Michael is you know, says he believes the Atlantis crew. God, poor Michael. Like the, I'm surprised things don't go worse for Atlantis. Oh, Just based on what they've done to Michael alone. I yeah, hundred percent. Okay, it's like, like do you outside. do you want to know how you make a supervillain? Yeah, this is how you this make how a supervillain. Sorry guys, you're gonna hear this conversation. <laughs> In or out, buddy. In or out. Drakey, come here. Come on, Drake. Good boy. I like to stand inside the house and outside the house. But I do like Auntie Nixie's voice. I like to live in the liminal space of not being, but also being. Yeah. I am a conundrum. Okay. So, Lathan knows that something is off. He remembers nothing. Like, this story they're telling about a planet 
and a plague. Like, he doesn't remember any of this. They don't know these people. They're just being told memory loss is a symptom. They're being trapped here with little food, no answers. Like, none of this is good enough for him. Lathan is what they should have expected. Oh, 100%. I mean, that's what that's how Michael originally responded, yeah. too. You know, he goes, they, we outnumber the Atlantis crew. We can overtake them, and we can we can get their ship before they leave, and we'll have hostages. And Michael fears that, or at least tells him, mm-hmm. uh, he fears that, what if this plague is actually true, though? Like, yeah. what if we get on that ship and we get away and there actually is a plague? Like, what if we do spread this sickness out because we didn't trust these people who are trying to help us? This is only making us worse. Yeah. This is not a good look for no. Atlantis. No. No. Oh, boy, guys. No. You really done did it. Somehow we just make this shit sandwich a little bit shittier. I, 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 don't, I don't have the words for how upset I am at our crew for this one. I really don't. <laughs> really don't. Okay. Well, we're in Woolsey. have made it back to Atlantis. And we have, I think, a fantastic little meeting of the minds with Woolsey and Caldwell here. Yeah, <laughs> I do like this, this. chess match of a conversation. Yeah, it is an interesting an interesting two people. Yeah. Which chess match reminded me of October 15th on HBO is the West Wing uh, episode live. It's like a, a staged, on a stage theater production of one of their oh. episodes. And the central focus of that is uh, playing chess. Oh! Yeah. Interesting. It's very good. I know a few chess fans in your house, they would appreciate yep. the episode. Um, so Woolsey knows everyone here knows what Woolsey is doing. Yep. And Caldwell knows that Woolsey is already doing what Woolsey's gonna do with Caldwell right now. I know that you know that I know that we know that yes. let's uh, um, yeah. are we fucking now? And and Woolsey's like look or Caldwell, sorry, is like look, I'm the commander of the Daedalus I am not a member of this expedition. Yep. So unless officially asked to by my higher ups I don't fucking have to answer any of your questions, dude. Yeah. I don't answer to the IOA. Yep. Uh, and Woolsey smiles and peels his orange yep. and dangles the position of military commander of Atlantis in front of him. He's like, look, John is here because Weir wanted him. Yeah, this so is if, a fun one. If Weir goes, you would be the most likely candidate to take over. How convenient. And Caldwell's like, did I fucking know this game? Yeah. And he picks up his cup. And just walks away. Yeah, it's it's a nice way to show us how Caldwell's changed or grown, or you know. Well, but also you have to put in place. We don't know if Caldwell wasn't already a Gould when we first saw him on the series. That's true. That's true. Uh, but it it shows us who he's come out the other side ultimately. It like sh- he's the. If if we were still worried yeah. about where he stood, yeah, this kind of helps us. It's just one of those where like Caldwell and Weir are always going to have their tension, yeah. but there is 
a full layer of respect under that tension. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's almost how they can call each other out, and it it will actually cause the other person to pause. Yeah. Because we know Caldwell's an honorable dude. Yeah, it's the idea that they know how to have conflict that is healthy. Yes, exactly. And and people and it's easy to mistake it as 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 unhealthy. They can definitely it's they're to the point where they are their equals yep. and their peers and they're able to let each other take the lead when it's appropriate. Yeah. I dig it. And respect Or their, tell each other to fuck off. And that's what I mean. Like, they, they can respect each other's leadership boundaries. Yeah. So on... At the Wraith camp, uh, as the ship is about to leave, they have a problem. Lathan's missing. Oh, boy. And Michael admits to them, and he's very sheepish. He doesn't want to, you know, call out one of his, his fellow brothers, but... Uh-huh. Lathan's convinced that all this is a lie and and Michael tried telling him that it was the illness fucking with his mind but Michael really thinks that Lathan is hiding and not missing yeah god like the more I see Michael like this I just I'm almost rooting for him to fuck shit up (laughs) because this is just undignified yeah Okay. And, and the Wraith want to help find their brother sure so they go tracking for a while, they say nothing, and eventually Michael and his team find Lathan. Uh, he actually calls out to them when he sees them, mm-hmm. and Lathan is proving a point. He missed one treatment, and he's having flashes of memory. Yep, they're starting to return. Like these people aren't curing them. Yep, they're you know he wants to make his move. He wants to take that ship, and the wraith with Michael start moving in on Lathan very menacingly. Yeah, this part was a turn of events that I did not see coming quite the way it did. Yeah, and and Michael's like, you really, you really should have stayed at camp. You really shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You were too fucking loud. Yeah. We're going to fuck some shit up yeah. and you're making too much noise. And later, Morrison's team finds Lathan's body at the foot of a ridge. It looks like he fell to his death. Oh, no. Accident. It looks like he's in the bottom of this river with cement shoes on. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, while another wraith uh, goes to give the daily injections out, um, and and I will actually say, the actor who plays Merrick, this wraith, actually has been... I can't remember if it's... He plays a wraith also in the series. So okay, so he's uh, like he's tar- his he's played the same character, but the non version. I don't know if it's version. the same one. I think he's played in the past, and I think he will play Wraith in the future. So I okay. don't know if it's like the same Wraith, but it's just the fact that he is one of the actors who plays Wraith. Nice too. So here's my question. Yeah, their names. Yeah, they don't remember anything. Did we just give them? Names? I think they just made fucking names up. Got it. Yeah. Which it, it, to me, it would have been it totally would have been a chance. For, I don't know who made the names up. It clearly wasn't John. Well, do we think there's like a, a Lathan and a Nathan yeah. and a Mathan <laughs> and or, a Pathan? Or like, because if, if John would have done it, it just would have been like all after rock stars or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's just like... You're a Johnny. 
It's your cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your I like bingo. that. Yeah. John. Yeah. You're oh. George. And then they just got bored. I think that's how we got Lathan. Yeah. And then it's like, you're George and you're Rorge. <laughs> <laughs> your brothers. Yep. Yep. Your brothers, Rorge and George. Uh, your culture. Ha- brothers uh, are have rhyming names. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that does kind of make sense, though. Yeah, I like it. So... Carson is going to do an autopsy on Lathan. <laughs> and it sounds like this is Merrick's first time giving injections. Oh, and you know, Carson gives him a little reinsurance. He'll be fine. For hmm. Carson slices into Merrick's oh, God. buddy there. In the conference room Atlantis, Weir has a meeting with John McKay, Taylor and Ronan. Yep. And there's this moment of... It's just this really lovely moment of unspoken appreciation and acknowledgement of their bonds to each other. Look, as much as I love this moment, it's just such a shitty time. It's such a shitty time. Well, it, I think I think on Weir's end, she's like, I almost wasn't able to come back here. So yeah, I love I'm you just going to not say that I love you by saying, but implying, but you know what I mean? And then McKay just McKay's it. With some snark, which again, appropriate. appropriate. Yeah. Basically, I love you guys, never change. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. And uh, then McKay essentially corrects her grammar. It's like, exactly. Uh, so let's talk about this shit situation we've made for ourselves. So it turns out Taylor can fly the high ship. It is ex- mentally exhausting for her. Yep. But it's still better than McKay's manual interface. That doesn't really work right now. Yeah. And that's when Woolsey crashes the party. He's like, hey, I know y'all are having a love fest, but I'm here too. What are we talking about? In- introductions are made. Mm-hmm. He's going to have interviews with all of them. And he's going to observe all senior staff meetings. And can we talk about the power move he makes by of all the seats open in the conference room, he sits essentially right on top of Weir. Yeah. Forcing her to scoot over. Yeah. It's just a thing that he's going to do now. It's it's a, it's a great way to be like the bumbling fool, but also show your power all in the same move. It's a little... I... Yeah, I... That one raised my hackles a little bit. Yeah. It's an interesting move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to call no, it. No, I have strong feels about that one. So... Um, Carson is doing little rock climbing mm-hmm. as he tells Morrison over the radio um, that he found the spot that Lathan was found in and he's basically figured out that Lathan was dead when his neck was broken, yes but there's signs that his heart wasn't pumping when he hit the ground here interesting like this death was staged to look like an accident he's like a really good murderino he, he Carson is 100% a murderer. Carson should join Paul Holes and Billy Jensen. Yes, please. On the murder squad. 100%. He can cover all of the medical. Yep. That's all they're missing. That's all they're missing. That's all they're missing. Bring Carson. Okay. Meanwhile, Merrick has heard this entire conversation back at the base, at the camp. Mm -hmm. So, Woolsey and John are having their interview. 
And Woolsey's like, look, you created this community. For better or for worse, you have created a community at this camp. Yep. And your lie looks like it's barely holding water. If it is, it is definitely leaking all over the place. Yep. And you at least, John at least acknowledges and knows the amount of gray water they're wading in. Yep. Yep. Like, look. It is what it is. We're here now. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you about it. And John's like, look, it's real simple. We did what we had to do to survive. Yeah. You 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 haven't lived here long enough to understand yeah. how different the rules are. I do like the very real moment of John trying to read Wolsey's handwriting. Because <laughs> we all would. I would. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And John agrees... He's like, look, I would never trust one of them, one of these former Wraith, to integrate into human society. Right. John can't see himself doing it. Um, so what's the point even? You know, like, if we really yeah. feel that way, why the fuck do we even waste our time with this? Well, I feel like John is at least on the side of, like, let's not blatantly kill him. Yeah. If they can make their own happy little society... Go fucking for it. Ooh. I don't know. I just... Maybe. But also, knowing John, he might be someone of like, look, I wasn't for killing him, but I don't trust him, and I at least support Weir's decision to form an alliance with Michael to give that a try. Oh, yeah. He'll... he'll He's not going to get in the way like Ronan would. Yeah, he's like, I just, I don't, I didn't see forward. I was looking on the survival part, and I was trusting Weir to figure that shit out. Yeah, I, I, all I could think about was this moment. It was not my place to to have the foresight to know what comes next. Yeah. That's and, Weir's job. And, uh, and he supported the decision to put all those people on the planet. And Woolsey rightly points out the hesitation it took John to call them people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Carson's walking back to the camp. Yep. Then he spots a wraith walking through the forest. A wraith walks through the forest. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like it's an opening line. I know. <laughs> uh, and Carson quietly follows them. Carson, we just said that you would make a good murderino. Yeah. We just said that you'd make a good murderino. Yes, we did. Stay out of the forest. Stay the fuck <laughs> out of the forest. Yeah, he doesn't do really well on the stealth roll here. Um, he... No. 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 I'm pretty sure that Rafe knew he was being followed from the moment Carson spotted him. Yeah. Back in Atlantis, John... Busts into Weir's office. I love this scene. Yeah. And is wondering how much political trouble he would get in if he knocks Woolsey in the head. Yeah. Like, you can see John is riled up in a way we do not often see him. No, he's usually our cool, calm, collected guy. And even Weir is like, I have never seen you with something get into your skin like this. Yeah. Finds it kind of adorable that John is defending her honor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she lays it out like, of all the circling wolves, 
Like, this is the one. We can handle Woolsey. Yeah, Woolsey's actually not a problem. Woolsey's not the problem. Woolsey may be able to help us. Yeah. Just, like, Woolsey's fine. This is, to me, a great, um, maybe example, maybe metaphor of what it's like. I found this in the workplace. Sometimes when I was younger and less mature, I would get really upset about something that was going on. Yes. Uh, and and I would talk to my boss about it, and he would be like, this sucks. This isn't the real problem. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's this like that idea. This is just an idea. annoyance. Yeah, yeah. This is just an annoyance that you need to deal with. If you could see the larger picture that I've got. <laughs> anyway. So, it's fully dark now in the woods, and Carson sneaks up on what looks like a chanting ritual by some of the wraith. And a circle around a fire looks like good fun. Yay, he should have just joined in. I mean, like, all you needed was some dancing and, like, call me over. I mean, I'll bring the drinks, man. Yeah. So, Carson tries quietly radioing Morrison. He doesn't get anything. Mm -hmm. And he goes to head back and literally runs into the not nearly as human as he recently was, Michael. Yay. So, that's great. We did it. Carson is led back to camp trying to convince Michael that he's sick. He just needs some more medication. And Michael's like, fuck off. Yeah. This is now the third time you've done this Second time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, you remember how hurt and betrayed I was the first time? Yep. Imagine how I feel now. Yeah. Now I'm just pissed. Yeah. Uh, and, and he tells Carson that Lathan was stirring up trouble prematurely. Um, he, his plan, Michael's plan, was to wait for John and most of the men to leave. Carson's like, there's, there's no ship now here. Like, there's no hope for you escaping. And, ha. Ha. That's where you're wrong. Yep. Back in Atlantis, McKay tells John and Weir that he has a hive ship on long-range sensors, but it is not heading for Atlantis. It's heading for the planet! Yeah. They just, like, found their homing beacons. Yeah. <laughs> they turned on their homing beacons. Exactly. Uh, in the conference room, McKay points out that there is quite literally no reason the Raven heads to that planet. Mm. Like, not accidentally. They're heading to the planet for a definite reason. Yep. Wolsey's like, I smell a spy. I mean, not here in Atlantis. Taylor almost warns Maybe him. Maybe it's you, Wolsey. <laughs> Taylor, like, warns him. You question any of the Athosians. Yeah. I will break you, tiny man. Exactly. <laughs> and Wolsey knows that it may not be the Athosians, but there's humans in the galaxy to support the Wraith. Like, if any of them were infiltrated by an ally... And I almost love the idea where everyone else is looking at Woolsey like, oh, you're new here. That's yeah. adorable. That's cute. Season three, man. We've been here for a while. And Woolsey just <laughs> weirds like, Woolsey, do you think we just post this shit on the Atlantis bulletin board? Yeah. Yeah, Also, exactly. guys, what do we think is on the Atlantis bulletin board? What is on the Atlantis bulletin board? Obviously, there is a um, a, a, a sign with the, um, the multiple times a week chess club. Oh, yeah. There's a chess club. There's probably... Do you think there's, like, a swimming group? There might be. 
Um, I feel like maybe there's puddle jumper lessons. Possibly. Um, there is... There is a- definitely, like, sparring match, sparring clubs. There's gotta be a band. There, yeah, there's, like, trying to be a band. Do you think there's, like, a single section? Oh. Ooh. Atlantis speed dating. Yeah. Or just, like, um, like little, like, classified adverts, but up on a bulletin board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I am, se- I am seeking. Yeah. Human seeks <laughs> a thosian. I don't know. Earthling seeks other earthling? Or maybe there's to- also, do you think they're sort of, like, I mean, obviously they don't have, like, RAs or anything, but I can imagine the way that their, their, their rooms are. Yeah. Is it's almost like, I'm gonna say dorms. Okay. But just so the idea that there's like, like this dorm has like a little get together and they have like yeah. a friendly rivalry with the hall with the other hallway. Oh, nice. And I they like pull it. like the mild pranks on the other hallway. Or or they do competitions like chili cookoffs. <laughs> chili cookoffs, man. I like a good. Oh, yeah. now I want chili. We have chili at the house. Uh, I want chili with Velveeta cheese. We have no Velveeta cheese. We have our chili. That's good chili. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, now, regardless, they have to get everyone off the planet so yeah. the Wraith don't find them. Because if the Wraith find these Wraith, we have a whole other shit sandwich we have to deal with. Everyone will know. Now we're just doing more work because we lied. <laughs> yeah. This is why lies are bad. Because then you're just always doing more work to cover up the fucking lie. Okay. So they have two days until the Hive ship gets there. The Hypergem and the Daedalus is still offline. That needs minimum 24 hours. Hermia says the our hive ship is going to be cutting it close uh, and like a ship to ship encounter is slim odd survivable if McKay can't get the manual interface working because Taylor's like I can barely fly it in a straight line do not ask me to like fire weapons yeah fuck off you're lucky we're in the air but they're going to do what they can because it's their only option right now yeah yeah Carson meanwhile Oh, Carson. He's tied down to a gurney as Michael paces around him like a feral cat. Yeah. Not everyone is reverting. Nope. Those who... Basically, those who are weak-minded enough, who, who are still in human form, are basically going to be used as an offer to the hive oh, that's coming. God. As he says, the strong survive. I mean, I can see it. If you're a wraith, that's the move. Yeah. So some, some even on the medication, knew something was off. And they were forming this plan early on. And now with the training that Carson has given them, they can keep the weaker mind ones still human. Yep. While they revert back. Because Michael just wants off this fucking rock. Yeah. Like, he doesn't... He doesn't care the situation of how the Wraith aren't going to accept him. He's like, I'll fucking deal with that shit. I just need to get off the planet first. Yeah. Well, that, here's the thing is Michael's lost. Michael's a man with no country, a man with no home. Yeah. And he can't trust these people, so he's got to try with the others. Yep. And Carson's still alive because he can tell Michael what the security measures are that John left in place. And Carson's Ooh. like, the security measure is there's no fucking way off the planet. Yeah. The end. And Michael threatens him with, you know, maybe taking a few years off his life. And Carson's like, you're fucking going to kill me. So, like, what's the point? Yeah, just go for it, man. I mean, brave face Carson. 
Brave face. Yeah, well, he's nothing if not a man of integrity, so... 100%. Even if he's a billion percent in fear right now... He's not going to... He's not going to give in. I mean... Tell you secrets. He would get... It's... He's as likely to give in here as he is likely to not sit in the chair when when someone asks him to. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? He's just not. He's just not. Yeah. He, he won't let himself be driven by that fear. No. So Michael tells him that he underestimates his value. Uh, yeah. You know, Michael doesn't like to question the warriors like Morrison and the other military members. Yeah. Because like their own wraith warriors, you know, their minds are rigid. Yeah. But Carson was trained to have an open mind. Uh-huh. A strong sense of empathy. And Carson's like, it's not quite as strong as it used to be. Yeah. Oof. Which is a very telling line. Yeah. It's it's a smart move on Michael's part. But, yeah, my yeah. God. What have you done to our Carson? I know. I think... Just, oh... Uh, and then Michael tries to push his way into Carson's mind. Oof. No. Um, I feel like, I feel like, um, this is not going to help anyone at home, but it'll make you laugh. <laughs> Much like when we took our, our NPC friend into Avernus. Uh-huh. And we had to push into her mind. Uh-huh. I'm trying not to give anything away in case our friends are playing Avernus, In, in case too. anyone else is playing Avernus, yeah. And we first tried to peek into her mind, and she showed us a happy picture yeah. of people dancing on a meadow. Yep. That would be what Carson does. Yep. He's like, I'm just gonna obscure all of my yep. thoughts. And then, unfortunately, you guys had to just continue past that. Just shove a little harder. <laughs> but I think that's what Carson would do. He yeah. would just, like, if you went into Carson's mind, the first thing you'd see... Rolling, idyllic yep. fields of Scotland. And then, like, sheep, and then him sitting with yep. some cheese... Some and scotch. scotch. Yep. Um, maybe that's just what I want right now. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say no to cheese and scotch. I would. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, Taylor is going to have a major headache as she's using all of her strength yeah. to concentrate flying this ship. And John checks it with McKay. Yes, there's weapons. Mm -hmm. No, you can't aim them. And they bicker back and forth as McKay continues working. Yeah, he's just nervous. It's shitty. This is shit. Everything's shit. Let's yeah. not lie anymore. We've learned a lesson. Okay, great. Yeah. And the Daedalus is now ready to go. It has been less than 24 hours. Hermit is not happy. And no. Caldwell basically tells him to suck it up. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. As it functions, then we're going. Yeah. Keep working on it as we go. Yep. Finally, our hive arrives yep. at the planet, and Taylor gets to take a break, finally. Yeah. There's no second hive ship yet, and they go to contact the camp, and instead of a whole bunch of secondary systems on the hive, come on, and McKay didn't do it. Ugh. And they realize the ship sensors detect 20 to 30 wraith life signs on the planet. Uh-huh. Still hundreds, like, well over 100 of the human ones, and sadly, we can't distinguish... Are humans from the Wraith humans. Fuck. <laughs> it doesn't get any better. It just doesn't. Well, here's the thing. They still would know how many people they left on the planet, right? Like, the total yeah. of Wraith and then five, right? Right. 
And well, and the thing is, and you're missing four now, five now. Yeah. Well, but if there's some wraith that haven't turned human, that haven't turned, right? You're seeing some of their there's a lot of But you'd still be able to count the total number of life forms on the That's planet. That's fair. That's fair. You know that you'd be down a certain exactly. number. Exactly. I hear ya. So Taylor minus McKay because he's over the radio heads through the ship to the dart bay because there's a puddle jumper there. Yep. And they figured the wraith. If the wraith get together, their wraith net becomes just a Wi-Fi extender. Yep. <laughs> it's the wraither net. Uh, you live, you learn, and hopefully you live some more. Yay. And yes, there is a failsafe on the planet. Um, let's just say the kill zone is three miles. Mm-hmm. Big bada boom. I do like where he adds on that the damage area does just end at three miles. You know, mm-hmm. three-ish miles. <laughs> Taylor at least wonders, uh, at least Taylor, at least someone is, about the wraith who are still human. It's like, we're not going to talk about that because <laughs> what we're going to tell ourselves is that there's no such animal yeah. so that we can kill them and sleep at night. Okay, thanks. Taylor, hey. If Rhoda's just like, sucks to be them. Yeah. Gosh, sucks to suck, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Ronan, Ronan Slytherin. He, oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Ronan Slytherin. Yeah. Um, Taylor is And it's Gryffindor. not, I don't mean it in a mean way. I mean no. it in like a, Beast. he's cunning. He's, he's, yes. he's, he's like, no, it's just what it takes to be alive. There's Beast no more about it. not a bad it. thing. Yeah. But he is Slytherin. He's absolutely a Slytherin. Uh, and Ma- Carson, no question. Is a Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. Uh, McKay does figure that it might be nice if we didn't incinerate the humans. Mm. Sounds like, look, at this point, we can't take the risk. Like, we've... Unsubscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, at this point, Michael may have told everyone about Atlantis and Earth by now. Yeah. Once they get their people safe, McKay has to set up the nuke. Yeah. We go full Assassin's Creed. Uh Uh-huh. And in the darkness, the team infiltrates the camp with some quality stealth rolls. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, it's a full sneak attack. Full sneak attack. The Wraith... I love that each alert. of us has our own video game to go to. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whereas I like the stealth kills in Tomb Raider. Yeah. I mean, I like the ones in Uncharted. Actually, the ones in Uncharted are a little more fun. But, yeah. Full so stealth kills. The crew just assassinates whatever guards are on the tent. Yeah. Quietly and quickly. So against the tent with Carson, he's he's barely conscious. Like, not yeah. even enough to fully acknowledge. Oh, God. He's dosed up on Benadryl. Yeah. Poor guy. Um, Ronan comes in, he's found everyone else, but they were fed on, and at least grabbed their dog tags. Yeah. And they get yeah. cursed up and out of there. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to imagine what Michael put Carson through. I'll tell you what, they didn't stay in Scotland. <laughs> they did not stay in Scotland. Yeah. And, uh, Michael was pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Once back on the jumper and out of the area, John gives McKay the signal to light it up, and mm. they count down. But there's no boom. Dun, dun, dun. Because Michael, meanwhile, has found the bomb in the cave. I, yeah, I do like, I do like that. I do like the way this turn of events happens. Mm-hmm. Because Michael's no idiot. No. Um, but yeah. And uh, 
They've already deactivated it, and, and Michael sees as proof of what the Lanteans think of them. Yeah. The lack of boom is definitely noticed by our crew, and uh, they're like, look, we can't just leave these wraith here to be found by this hive ship that's coming, so John tells McKay to get the weapons working. Like, we're not going anywhere. We have to do something. Yeah. The few dead guards are discovered by Michael. Who knows Carson's gone, but it's fine. Carson served the purpose they had to serve. Has nothing to do now but wait to be rescued, boys. Yeah. Great. This is great. Just mm- smile and wave, boy. Smile and wave. Uh, McKay's like, look, I got the weapons working, but right now they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. John reminds him that hive ships are actually bigger than barns in space. Yeah. Uh, but they fly and move. Um, but hitting a stationary target yep, might be a thing McKay can do. Do it. Carson, ever Carson, is like, can we pause? Nope. And like try to save as many people down there uh, yeah. who are still human? Carson, st- just possible? let it go. They're not going to do it. Any- just yeah, All you're doing is stressing yourself out. John's like, we've had this discussion. We are out of time. This has to be done. Look, okay, here's what this is. I'm going to go to a real dark place, okay? Yeah. Um, I think of this like sometimes uh, keeping it in the medical way of thinking. Um, I'm going to avoid babies because that's too dark even <laughs> for me. But imagine someone gets very sick and they need a new kidney. So then you give them a new kidney. Yeah. And then that fails and then something else happens and then they get a new lung or yeah. like a new thing and and now they're they're alive but they're living and they're on a respirator and 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 the things are just going really bad. Yeah. At some point there's not you a quality of life. Plug. At some point the quality of life is not there's a just life. it's just not there. And yeah. so metaphorically this situation the quality of life is just sh- and it's also as Ronan points out like they're now casualties of war yeah like it's it's also it's the train scenario it's It's like even though we put them in this situation yeah that's something we're gonna deal with after the fact yeah we're gonna deal with this after the fact but right now all we're doing is creating more pain we're creating more pain there's a little bit I feel especially on Ronan's part where it's like if these people were in the hive ship that were coming we would blast them out of the sky that's true uh, I mean, Rowan has never seen them as anything except em- enemy combatants. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm just trying to think in in Carson brain. At yeah. some point, you've gotta you've gotta pull the plug, man. Yeah. And then deal with the ram. You have to deal with it after. You have yeah. to. Um, at some point, you're just trying to stave off your guilt, if you will. Stay alive. Stay alive. Stay alive. Um, no one is happy about it, but Carson, but John orders mm-hmm. the fire. Yep. Orders the f- f- sentence. Yep. John. Fire the fu- the thing. Yep. Blow, blowy up thing. Right as McKay opens weapons fire, another hive ship comes out of hyperspace and starts laying the same amount of fire onto our hive ship. Uh, McKay has no idea how accurate he's being. Nope. <laughs> he's just blanketing the area. Yep. Might as well. And by now they have taken enough, the hive ship has taken enough damage that their engines are off, they're venting atmosphere, their power is about to fail. And we see our Wraith Hive ship just being torn into. It's just Swiss cheese now. Oh, yeah. 
Swiss cheese chip. And by the time the Daedalus arrives, it's just debris in orbit. Yeah. There's no life signs in orbit. There's no life signs on the planet. John radios them. Yep. Uh, he actually forgot he was cloaked. He's like, we're here. We're fine. Oh, I was just invisible. Sorry. Remember, we had a puzzle jumper. Yeah. And there's only five of us, so we fit without problems. Yep. And John is really happy to see the day Alyssa would have been a long flight home. I mean, yeah. So in Weir's office, Woolsey is back in a suit. They have no idea if any of the Wraith on the planet survived. Uh, as at the time, our team was focusing on stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> and Weir points out that Woolsey's reports... Um, will be that they shouldn't have been there in the first place and mm-hmm. that the prisoner should have been disposed of and Woolsey's like, don't act like you know me. Yeah. He's writing a report that says that it was Weir's decision to fire on the planet to eliminate the threat. Yeah. Allowing her time, the, her team, the time they needed to escape. She's like, that's not what happened. It's like, give me some fucking credit, man. Yeah. He's like, eh, it's close enough. Yeah. The IOA doesn't need or want to know the truth. No, they just want to be able... Like you've said yourself, Weir. Yeah. They just want to be able to cover their ass. Yeah. Whatever it takes to cover our ass. So, in Woolsey's business, he says, sometimes it's more important to not let the inconvenient facts get in the way of a greater truth. I mean, there's something to that. There is. There, There is. That is one of those things that can be such a fine line. Those are the places where... A strong ethical backbone is, is needed. Is imperative, yes. Uh, because it, what he's saying is absolutely right. It's absolutely me- necessary for moving things forward yeah. to sometimes let those small things yes. pass in order for the bigger good things to come to fruition. Yeah. But again, it requires a certain amount of ethical backbone mm-hmm. to be able to say when it's too far. Yeah. Or when it's too many small things. Woolsey's base, Woolsey's gen- greater truth is that Weir needs to remain as head of Atlantis. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like if the if the greater thing is 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 better in the long run, then maybe that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. But if the small things are killing babies, maybe this isn't a direction maybe, we no, should yeah, head no, into. No, probably not. No, no, no. You no, know, no. like, and so yeah. that's kind of where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which you can tell Weir is impressed and happy to hear mm-hmm. his outcome. And he adds, for the moment, we're like, oh yeah, there's there's right. the other shoe. Well, again, Wolsey knows, if nothing, Wolsey knows how to cover his ass. He's like, I play chess. Yeah. And Wolsey goes to head out, and Earth is dialed up, and we are left with some uh, major questions looming over things. And we will for two weeks, because we're going to go back to SG-1. What do you think happened? Um, I think there was survivors. Okay. They have no water in my thing left to drink. Oh. <laughs> just pretend. I do think there's... I don't think we're, this is over. I just don't. I think we made a big fucking problem. <laughs> we didn't nip it in the bud soon enough. Um, I, I don't think we're done. Yeah. I just don't think we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... This is me metagaming, if you mm-hmm. will. If I were a writer, yeah. I don't think I would let us learn our lesson that quickly. 
Well, also, metagaming, if you're a writer, it's a sci-fi trope of, unless you see a body... Didn't die. And sometimes even when you do see a body... Didn't die. Um, yeah. But it is interesting to see Wolsey um, be a little more nuanced yeah. than he was when we first met him. I am still waiting for the crossover episode. Well, I'm going to tell you the name of the next episode of SG-1. Oh, crap. Okay, okay. It's called the... <laughs> it's called the Pegasus Project. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, you can read into that what you will. Okay, another prediction. <laughs> Since that one feels like a, like a gift. <laughs> Daniel and Taylor. Okay, okay. He likes his off-world women. I mean, I'm down with that. He he likes a strong off-world woman. And and I feel like uh, not early season Daniel, current season Daniel with some training could keep up with her sparring. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what it is is Daniel likes smart women, and that's a given. And yeah. all of the women on all of these shows are incredibly intelligent. Yes. However, all of the women that come from planet Earth. Are, are are intelligent and disciplined and worked in things that he knows. Yes. Taylor knows things that he can't know because he's never been. So if anything, her mind is so interesting to him yeah. because it's got all of this stuff that he's never seen. Mm-hmm. And if we've learned anything from Daniel, as I've learned to respect him, he's not just a horn dog. Yes. He finds minds very sexy. He he does. So I I, I, I forget see what the word for that is. I don't know. There's that word for, like, like, finding intelligence super sexy. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know there was a there word. There is a word for that, and I don't remember what it is. Oh, everybody's yelling at us. Probably. Okay, so that's my other, that's my other one. Okay. And then I want to see, um, I want to see what happens with the Sam and McKay reunion. <laughs> and if he tells her about when he almost died. <laughs> Tells him, tells her about Sam. Yeah, um, about other Sam. About if other you will. Sam. Um, I'm excited. Okay, we gotta go because I'm okay. gonna go watch it right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> Guys, thanks for stick uh, sticking around. Yes. For this extra long episode, um, we missed you. Yes. We're sorry we weren't here last week. Um, but you know we don't try to do that often. I know it was, it was. I was really trying to see if I could make the record, but I. You would have literally heard me itching my legs the entire podcast. Well, I just don't know that we would have. I I would like an intelligible. Next what I'm week. saying is, I would have been. I would have had to been off Benadryl, oh, and then right. all you would have heard is just me relentlessly scratching my yeah. legs. Um, but you know, we're human for the yeah. most part. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we'll see you next week with. The Pegasus Project. The Pegasus Project. Until then, find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Find us on Facebook, There's No Place Like Terra. Email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Terra. Read us, like us, review us on the podcast places. We love you, we love you, bye! Thank you.